This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, look what it is. It's the Boop Show, which is uh, 170, and it's me and Brian, so stay here and listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Boop Show. It's Monday, April 8th, uh, 16th, sorry, uh, 2018. It's Scott Johnson here with Brian Dunaway. He's right over there dancing. What's up, man? Oh, hi, Scott. How are you? That was hot, dude. Just doing a little pre-show calisthenics. That's good looking. That's why you're in such good shape. Isn't that what old people do, the calisthenics? What's your your secret now for uh, keeping all that weight off? You're you're looking great these days. What do you do? What do you just starve yourself or uh, run? What do you do? What's your plan? No, I I cut out sodas and bread. Soda and bread. So sugar, uh, uh, processed sugar style stuff and bread. And then I and then I walk five miles a day. Well, that'll help too. Right. I kind of like your thinking. I may have to try that out. Hey, everybody, it's us. We're back. We're gonna do a little show here for you. Going to talk about video games and what we've been doing this week. I am excited though to announce a little quick something, and I'm just gonna do it now because why not? I'm just in the mood. Uh, so here it is, everyone. Uh, here's here's the sound for it. Oh, that's not it. Sorry, it's another song. I don't know what I did with it. Anyway, hey. Uh, here, oh, is this it? I don't like Steam. There, that's fine. They'll play that. Hey! Uh, I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. You love Steam now. The the service, yes. Yeah, the service is fine. So uh, I did a thing, and I'm very excited about it. I started a Kickstarter. Okay, you're saying to yourselves, look, we're video gamers. We don't want to hear about no tabletop experience, <laughs> let alone, you know, playing cards like face cards. Well, tough beans, because when I was eight years old, I thought, you know what I want to do one day? I want to make my own playing cards. I want to draw my own kings, queens, jacks, jokers. I want to, like, create all the suits. I want to do the card backs, and I want it to be really cool. And I got to do this one day, I said, when I was eight, I said. So, <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, I freaking figured it out and uh, got it my my butt off the proverbial can there and made it happen. So, it launched, like, 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, something like that. If you are interested in what that looks like and what that's about, and whether it's a thing you want to support or not and get your own decks from, you can find the very affordable Kickstarter over at... Uh, frogpants.com slash cards. That's where I put it so it's easy to find. You can also search for it on Kickstarter, but that's just as easy. It's a link right there. Frogpants.com slash cards. And uh, go check it out. See what you think. If you're a gamer, you might like it because there's playing cards, yo. You want to play some? You want to play a little bit of uh, uh, Slapjack? Hey, I got I got some good news for you. Got some cards coming your way. I'm gonna play some Go Fish. Yeah, see, all I've these got things. you. I've got you straight. I got you covered. So go play it, find it, do it, support it, and uh, let me know what you think. All right, Brian, let's get down to brass tacks here. Ooh, brass this tacks week was a big. Game. This is a big week for Blizzard. This week, it turns out, uh, and you're saying to yourself, oh, yeah. "Wait, what happened? Wow, uh, uh, freaking Overwatch! Like, what's the deal? No, no. Uh, Hearthstone that released their latest expansion called. Is it just Witchwood? I think it's just Witchwood. Hold on. Which wood which wood expansion? Okay, it's called. Is it the witch? Okay, it's the witch wood. 
Um, and I pre-ordered that like some month ago or whatever. Excuse me. And when I did that, <laughs> when I did that, all the cooth right here on the show, all out of here. So that was 49 bucks to pre-order that expansion. And what does that give you? Normally that gives you 50 decks of cards that you open and they'll have random cards in there and you hopefully you get lucky and get some cool ones, right? Uh, what I did was uh, I pre-ordered this because they did this deal where instead of 50 cards, that same price got you 70 or not 50 cards, 50 decks. That price got you 70 cards. Uh, hmm. Decks. I keep saying cards. Decks, which is like 300 and I don't know how many cards. Some kind a of a lot of cards. It's a lot of cards. So I thought, you hey, know what? Scott, can good I deal. ask you a question before we get too far in that yeah, story? Yeah, yeah. When you buy all those cards, do you open up each one of those and go through each card and yeah. read what each one of them is? Yeah, I did on the st- I did it on a stream too. Well, I don't. Oh I- my god, how long does that take? All right, it took about I don't know, not that long. Here's here's what what I do. I don't go through every card and read it out loud or something. <laughs> what I do is I I I'm I'm especially looking for rares, epics, um, uh, the high one, which my brain just went dead. Uh, Ultra rare. I want to say ultimates. It's not right. What's wrong with legendaries? Legendaries. Thank you. So I'm waiting for all those. And when those pop, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read and, you know, kind of dig in. And some of them I knew what they were because I knew they were coming and I just was hoping I'd get one. But there were a few cases of like some standard cards that would pop for like, a I don't know, Paladin. And I'd see it and go, oh, interesting. It does that. So I would stop and kind of look at the functionality of the cards. But I'm not like going, okay, this one contains a... (laughs) <laughs> a rendering of a donkey. Let's see what his powers are. It's not like that. I'm he- going to put this in my power deck. <laughs> he is three mana, and he's got two <laughs> life and seven health. Like, I'm not doing that. So I just kind of click, bam, bam, bam. And what do we got? Okay, cool. Get the next deck. Do it, do it, do it. So I did that. Right. It's very satisfying because they explode in this big fireworksy looking display. It's always been, Hearthstone's always been very good at that. It looks really good when you open something. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, what I, the, the, here's the happy, uh, accident or the happy, uh, moment is I got a lot of great cards and I was looking at some of the more popular decks that are being run right now from the expansion, uh, right. over the last few days. And I looked at these decks and went, Oh, I have cards for these. I don't have to oh, go nice. fake some or, or replace some or even make some or go buy more decks to make more. I'll just, I just have them. So I go and I make, I just make these decks thinking, Oh, look at this guy he says 70% win rate. Oh, that seems good. I wouldn't mind winning 70% of the time. That sounds lovely. That's more than 50, which is kind of what you expect, right? I've won two out of 15 games. Nice. That is uh, statistically an improvement from uh, your past. (laughs) No, No. I was better before this expansion. (laughs) I feel like I'm I'm, I'm really bad out of the gate on it, but... uh, I am having fun, so and I like it. But that, um, you know, you had a really good conversation with uh, Garrett mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago about that. He's he also, by the way, TV's Egon in the chat room mm-hmm. on Twitch said Brian Garrett did 250 packs on the stream. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, it's crazy. He's 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 obsessed. And people, so that's good. listen, people paid him for that. He would sit there and he would open cards. For like three hours or whatever it was. What's the value in that? Okay, I get it. There's and, there's value to it. I, and they I would love donate just... money and they would throw him bits and they would do all this Twitch stuff while he's over there just going, here's a new pack, here's a new pack. Now, if you're really three into more. that game, and he's really good too, by the way. So he's like a, you know, he's a, he's a guy that gets to at least top 10 rank every month, if not right. rank one. And he does it on the regular and he knows his stuff. 
So people go to that because they know they're going to get knowledge. They came to watch Understa mine because I'm yeah. an idiot. That's why they watch me do it because I'm dumb. Understanding understanding Hearthstone uh, is about as hard as understanding your taxes. A little right? bit it can be. Uh, well, taxes are harder, but and also they <laughs> they, they screw you more. But uh, but yeah, no, like it, do, I, do they really? Yeah, they. Oh, dude, taxes versus uh, I would rather spend money on Hearthstone cards than taxes any day. Are you kidding? That'd be okay, great. so no, no uh, upcoming episode of you doing Twitch doing your taxes. Okay, oh, I got you. No, oh my oh. gosh, what a nightmare it would be for everyone involved. <laughs> so here's the deal: I get a bunch of good cards. I made a bunch of decks. I still suck, but whatever. I'm enjoying the game. I played that this week. I wanted to make sure everyone knew that that was a thing, and I and I played it. I now, actually, yeah. I actually, I actually deleted Hearthstone off my phone to make room it's for a, another game. It's a big game. Does that make? Does that make me bad? Does that make me bad? No. Yeah, it's no. a big game. No, it just means you're not into Hearthstone. It's okay. A lot of people aren't. It's fine. Okay. It's not really my. Well, would, it's not my main Blizzard game by any stretch. I just right. thought, well, if I'm going to buy a bunch of cards, I actually have a chance here to kind of go for it. The way it works now is older cards get shuffled off into, literally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shuffled off into uh, the wild category, which means they aren't used for standard play anymore. Which means. A lot of those cards I didn't have, I don't have to get anymore, and I don't really care about Wild, so I'm not going to play that. Although, I have a complaint. There was a bug when I launched the, the game. It right. was default set to Wild and not Standard. I didn't change it. It just was there after the patch. And I didn't look, so I wasn't paying attention. And I went and played games in Wild not knowing that. So those losses I don't even count were my loss pile because I'm playing these new standard decks in a wild environment, which is just asking for trouble because they have all these wacky old cards that nobody uses anymore. So I flipped that back over, played proper games and standards, still didn't win. You know, like I said, I won two out of 15 or something. And I know sometimes things just don't go your way, but I'm used to in a new expansion getting in and doing pretty well the first few days. It's not so much happening this time. Right. Uh, but it's a great game and I'm enjoying it and I spent money on it, so I'm playing it and... That's, that's that's great though. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, by the way, also in the chat room, uh, Mukau posted a link, and maybe maybe everybody knows about this, and I have no idea. But you can open fake Hearthstone packs for free. Yeah. At hearthcards.net forward slash packs. Yeah, and this it's is just this like is true. You can. This do is that. nothing but just satisfying your pack craving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here, I'll I'll put it up on the screen. That is everybody. insane to me. What's stupid is the the Witchwood. Is this the Witchwood one? I think those are Richwood cards. Let me stick them in there. No. The, well, the thing is they don't open like the like the expansion that they're from, which is kind oh, yeah. of a bummer. But this is just like some, not Flash, but like HTML5 rendering of, of The fact that somebody like. went through this much effort and the fact that people visit this site and do it just oh, proves. Oh, people are into it. The, the, the obsession in the, in the, uh, in the, the OCD that's involved with this, I'm assuming. I guess so. I don't know. I think people just want to know what it feels like to open up things that cost money you know, normally. I don't know. I played Hearthstone in the beginning. Yeah. I really did. And then it got complicated. When it got to the point that you had to go online and uh, research other people's packs and, and try to figure out a style of play, uh, it got too complicated for me. Yeah. Well, it is and complicated. I, I, if you don't like this style of thing... Right. It's. I mean, it's not my favorite kind of thing. If you're talking about card games, my favorite kind of card game is a deck builder rather than a, a deck collector. This. Right. This is a CCG, a collectible card game. Mm -hmm. uh, I like games that are, generally speaking, I like deck builders where what you what you have available to you is always in the deck. You may not get the cards during the deal that you want. 
Uh, but there's no cards to unlock or pay for or find. They're just there, and part of the game is whether you get good cards or not, and the strategy of using the right cards at the right time, and then, you know, building your game out of each play session. And there are lots of video games that do that. There are lots of tabletop card games that do that. Most of the popularity, though, is definitely around the CCG world, Magic the Gathering being the, you know, the big grandfather of them all, and then certainly Hearthstone and other digital uh, games like Eternal and uh, what's the Elder Scrolls Legends? Those games, I, and, and, you know. Yeah, we talked about it, and I've I've played uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, and I like it because it's not as uh, into collecting. You know, it's it, it's still collectibles, but it's not it's not to Hearthstone levels. Oh yeah, well, part of it's because it hasn't been around as long. But yeah, like like they they've done a good job. Like I like those guys. In fact, both that and Eternal were developed by uh, Direwolf. Is it just Direwolf yes, Games? Yes. Whatever dire, it is. I believe it is Direwolf. And they're they're really good. Um, yeah. They're my favorite alternatives to, to to Hearthstone, and I will play those occasionally. I've spent money so, on Eternal. I like that game a lot. It's good. Is is there an adjustment period? Because I know that uh, Hearthstone is usually well-balanced. Is there an adjustment period during a time uh, oh, yeah. when these new packs come out it's where like, people it, are just too OP? And that's well, it's, like what, it's like what Garrett said the other day on the instance. He says, I mean, it's just kind of Wild West for a couple of weeks before... Well, maybe a week before the new metas start to settle in. And by that, I mean like pro players and uh, really skilled streamers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They'll start to settle in on what the new what the new hotness is. And then that will start right. to sort of trickle down. And then what happens is the players start adapting. And then Blizzard steps in and goes, yeah, that one card's a little too OP. People are... Because <laughs> they don't want people with 80% win rates. They want people... I mean, optimally, what you want in any competitive environment, any game of any kind, whatever that game is, you want a 50, like a 50-50 chance, especially in this case. So a 50% win rate in a game like Heroes of the Storm, Dota 2, uh, League of Legends, that's that's key. You want that. And when they get too right. high, in come the nerf, the nerf bats and they nerf them down. If they're too low, they buff them. So same thing with these cards. It's a more, I think it's a more complicated process because there's just oh, all yeah. these cards and they all... They all just have so much to do with each other. They all affect each other in so many ways. Then you've got Blizzard's decision to have multiple classes with class cards plus common cards plus special cards. Like it's a it's super amazing that these games even work. To be honest, I don't know how you do it um, from a design standpoint. But um, but yeah, give it a week. Give it two weeks. You'll it'll be like always. They'll they'll be like. Five to ten decks that everybody uses, which is kind of my own my other problem with these kind of games, is eventually it settles into, you know, this handful of decks that you must play or else you're not going to get very far if you're trying to be competitive. Right. And that kind of bums me out a little bit. It does. It does. And you know, I I Hearthstone is a free to play game. However, it is, you know, these packs are not free. I mean, how much do you pay on these packs? Well, they're free if you grind them out. I mean, if you Oh, yeah. If you do enough quests and stuff and open enough packs, but Nobody does that if they're serious about playing there. I mean, right. I'm sure there's some people out there that claim that they've always been free to play and they're still rank one. And, you know, like it's possible. Certainly it's possible. But that's a whole lot of work. Um, what's nice about this expansion and getting the 70 decks for the price of 50 meant that I could catch up in a much faster way. So it really See, put I, me in I, a better what place. I'm, what I'm really wanting to know, Scott, I try to keep a running tally in my head of my friends who spend X number of dollars on X items yeah. so that I'll know then I'm like, oh, Scott doesn't mind spending fifty dollars on, you know, seventy <laughs> cards. However, he complains about paying a dollar ninety nine for an app on a phone. I don't complain about day. that. I am a big fan. I know you. 
Big fan I'm of you, premium just, games on phones. I'm just making an example. I, I'm I'm not saying you're like that because you're you're one of my friends who definitely doesn't mind spending dollar ninety nine a couple of dollars for a game. But I'm just try, I just try to keep all that in frame mm-hmm. when I talk to people. It's sure. like okay, no, I understand yeah. that. And uh, someone in the chat pointed out that Hearthstone's got like thirty million players. Wow. Uh, that's a lot of players playing cards and helping Blizzard figure out what's too strong and what's too weak and and that sort right. of thing. Um, <laughs> do you think do you think that comes in the form of complaints? A mm, lot, a lot of emails. I don't know. No, no, because yeah. Blizzard has servers that tell them who's winning. Right, like they right. know, they can see what's happening. They can see when a card has gone gone way overboard, and they're like, oh, "Okay, we got to tone that one down, make it cost more mana, or cut down on the damage, or whatever it is." So they they know just from internally. I mean, certainly they like uh, feedback from the community, no question. But right. I think I think most of that stuff, like a lot of competitive video games, they they see what the player they see what the results of matches are, and then they act accordingly. And they can do it in big massive amounts because thirty million people. I don't know how many average games they're playing a day, or how many active people that is per day. But I'm guessing that's that's got to be it's got to be millions of games a day. So they've got databases full of information about every match that got played that day. Right. So what the the audience should be taken, you know, taken away from that is that Blizzard is watching you. Yeah, they're looking at you right now. Right. Yeah. They're using our show to see you with their one seeing (laughs) eye. Uh, Hey, Brian, how's Hob? I know you I know you got that, but uh, there's a note here about you say there's not enough story. And this surprises me. Oh, okay, So. Oh, okay. So let me describe my Hob experience so far. So far, Hob, I picked up on sale. I think for about twenty bucks because I've been watching it. The last uh, big, that uh, last hurrah of Runic Games. Just so anyone knows yes. what this is, this is the Torchlight people. They made Hob, and then they then they shut down the studio. They shut down the dead studio. Yeah, which is a shame because I love Torchlight one and two, and I was. I was really glad to see that Hob was nothing like Torchlight 1 and 2. I was worried that since he used the same engine for that thing, I thought it was going to be the same. But this game is totally different. It's an adventure game, uh, and you get to play as this little character who is nondescript. He's, He's wearing a red tunic. Could be anything underneath there. Could be a humanoid. He looks like the Journey dude. He looks like the little Journey guy from the Journey game. He looks a lot like the Journey dude, uh, and and starting the game off is is uh, is is one of those games that's very uh, kind of lets you do your thing. There's one of the selling points. This thing to them as Runic was saying, "Oh, there's no voice in this, so you're not going to have nobody talking, narrating, telling you what to do." And they weren't kidding, man. You start this game, and you're basically there's like a big a big big guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of stand next to you. He's kind of he's kind of like a robot, but not really because he looks like he's more like made out of stone and maybe some copper or something. And he's like he's go he's going along. He's got this big big giant arm and he's opening doors for you. And you're just running along because you're a little hob, right? Mm-hmm. And you got your little red tunic on. And you're following him. By the way, he's got like two giant metal tags, like somebody's tagged him like a cow or something. Yeah, don't forget don't by the way, the hob. Uh, at one point, the well, this is kind of a spoiler. Let's say something happens to Hob. Let's say something happens to his body. And let's say the well, robot, that, robot has the first, to help him that's out. That's within the first 30 minutes of the game. I, I'm going to talk about that. So there's no spoiler there if you ask me. All right. If it, 
If it happens in the first 30 minutes of the game, if you're really wanting to play Hob and you want zero spoilers, go ahead and turn off now because I am going to tell I'll talk a little bit about what happens to Hob. So I'm not even, you know, know what? I'm going to say that it's not even in the first 30 minutes. It's like in the first 10. It's maybe so. I mean, yeah. it's very early on. Yeah. So, okay. So you're following, you're following my guy and he keeps opening doors for you. And you as Hob, you're kind of innocently walking along behind him and you come across, uh, you're on an alien planet. And you come across these gelatinous blobs of stuff, and you're you get a little too close to them, and your arm gets jerked off. No, yeah. And so, uh, right, yeah, true, happens pretty quick. And uh, so your your little uh, your little golem helper, whoever he is, he kind of takes you back somewhere, and he gives you this big Hellboy arm of one of his. Yeah, it's one of his so arms. Yeah, it's one of his arms. You drag you drag it around everywhere you go. Uh, in this game so it's kind of fun when you like make him run because he's like oh he's, he's got his arm hanging off behind him so okay so that sounds like a pretty interesting story right but that's all told visually uh after that point i feel kind of abandoned with my purpose as a creature in this basically open world beautiful environment of uh what do i do next I don't know. Mm. Give me a quest. I don't know. Mm. Who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? And well, it's supposed to be, be a full. It's supposed to be a whole story, right? What's how come you're not feeling it, that? Do you think it is? And the reason why is because you're probably looking at maybe end reviews. I'm in the middle of the game, so this is kind of like a mid-game review where I'm like I'm about three hours in. It's a ten-hour game. Mm -hmm. uh, the story is developing very slowly, but I have promises. Uh, from the from the developers that there's a very rich story in the background that will be revealed as you go along so far the first three hours for me i don't know what the hell is going on mm. i got no idea i just know i keep solving i keep solving puzzles mm -hmm. uh i keep going up to to big stone things and jerking them around with my big giant hellboy arm Rah! Mm -hmm. and uh there's a lot of a lot of electricity and lightning going on a lot of puzzles too right like puzzle yeah. stuff yeah Tons of puzzles. I mean, it's all about the puzzles. There's a lot of uh, gear-shaped stones that have, like, glowing orbs on it. You have to go up, and you have to slap your hand on there and, and activate it. And so then the whole environment just transforms and moves around. So it's it's a really cool-looking game. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, and it's, one of the things I really dug about the game uh, so far is how vertical it is. And that sounds kind of stupid, but it, it's... It's a very vertical game. There's there's a, a good bit of platforming involved, jumping between stuff, but uh, there's a lot of climbing up and down as well, and it makes the world seem huge. Mm. I mean, it makes it seem ginormous. Mm. Uh, you're cl you're climbing down in dungeons and exploring dungeons. Most of the creatures you're inhabiting, uh, or most of the creatures you're encountering, are uh, kind of limited so far in what I've played in the first three hours or so. The 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 characters I'm kind of coming against are just mostly like bug-like creatures, and most of them attack you. There's a few that are kind of docile that won't attack you. Most of those look more like uh, human animals that we would be used to, like pigs, and there's a giraffe. A giraffe is scary as crap. Did you, did you, did you get that far? Did you get to the giraffe parts where yeah. you got looking right now? giant I'm... alien? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, they remind me. You know what they remind me of? They remind me of, um... oh, gosh, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, um, they remind me scary. of... Well, they're scary, but they remind me of something else. Um, 
Uh, what's the old game? Uh, the the one from uh, uh, back in the day. Zoo Tycoon. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a freaking gosh dang it. Whatever it is, it's it reminds me of that. Uh, uh, Will Wright game that no they ended up nobody liked, but Spore? It, for Spore reminds me of Spore looking. Yeah, White Top AIE caught that in the chat room. You're right, Spore. I could totally see that. Yeah, Sporeish. Very Sporeish. Uh, yeah, very. Sp- yeah, the game is very Sporeish. The, the atmosphere of this game is really cool. The the audio sounds it kind of it really makes you feel like you're in some kind of tr- alien tropical rainforest, right? You got all these little whoos and and weird noises and <laughs> and drops of water just right off the screen, and you feel like you're just you're with nature. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of mechanical things, but they're all stone and copper and uh, energy driven. Mm-hmm. And there's like uh, each. And, and I do like the fact that each since there's no quest given, you enter an area, and then uh, that area is blocked off. So you you can't leave that area until you finish your puzzles. Uh, so it feels very natural to get into those areas. It's like you've gotten yourself into a situation. Oh, what have I done? Hob, what have you done? Mm. And uh, you have to get yourself out. However, there is one thing that about this game that uh, that has caused me a lot of trouble. Um, and that is the cameras. The way the way the cameras are set up when you go into certain, you know, you'll go to a new screen, and in some screens, the cameras will get locked in. You say cameras, uh, for... you mean there's multiple cameras? What do you mean? Absolutely. Well, well, okay, so when you're playing a video game, yeah. so it, this comes down to the game engine, which uh, this is Ogre, by the way, the yeah. game engine they're using, the same one they use for Torchlight yeah, and yeah. Uh, this as well. Uh, but they it's highly modified for what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so you go into certain areas, you're playing a game and you get into a certain area and you feel like most of the time the camera's like about maybe 10 feet away from your character. Oh, you just mean the, the camera camera. I thought you meant there were yeah. like multiple angles you could switch between oh, you or something. you didn't find the cameras? No. I'm, so, yeah. <laughs> so, usually like 10 foot away from your character. Yeah. And then in certain areas when it's tight, you know, the camera will get kind of close on you, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But there, you know, lots of times when you're in a certain area, the camera will move around with you so that you can see a little bit better where you need to be. Mm. Well, there's some areas that for effect, because this this game is all about revealing areas mm-hmm. so uh what it does is it'll lock the camera in so you can't see beyond a certain point however the problem is sometimes in this one spot i really got stuck because i could not see the the activation button that i needed to hit because of where the camera was at so i was like i can't get to it i can't i did i just didn't see it i kept mm. i walked past it like a hundred times mm. and i finally got on the i finally got on the internet because i got so frustrated i said i'm not going to do this i'm not going to just sit here forever and try to figure this out and I got on the internet and i'm like oh the dude walked over there and did it like that i couldn't see that how am i supposed to see that stupid thing over there in the little and also in some places when you're fighting it aggravates the crap out of me when you're fighting some uh creatures and stuff and and all the foliage will get in your way. Yeah. And you can't see yourself, and you can't see the, the what you're fighting. So that's kind of one, that's kind of a big drawback with those with those you know those station those stationary cameras that are locked in. Um, I get what they were doing it though because uh, one of the things one of the endearing parts of Hob is getting to a certain point in the game, and you'll actually sit on a cliff's edge. You'll actually go up to it, activate it with X on my controller, which is what I was using. You'd sit down, and the music would swell, and you could look out 
you know, across the landscape and see where you're going and see what's next, what the areas are next. So, you know, that sounds like, uh, that sounds like Assassin's Creed and then get up on hey, top of yeah. a spire and sit there. Right. Yeah. 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 So, reveals it's, kinda, a big yeah, chunk so of the, it's very cool. It's a, uh, it's a very cool game. I picked, like I said, I picked it up for like, I don't know if it, some, somewhere between 15 and $20. Mm-hmm. That is definitely the sweet spot. If I was going to get this game, it's only a 10 hour game tops. If you're, if you're a faster gamer than me, may go faster hmm. but uh yeah so it's it's it fits right in with what i've been doing so right. I, I really enjoyed the look of hob check you i know i've noticed something i own I, this I, game I like by it. the way i have this game i just haven't played it you do you do exactly mm-hmm. i noticed something about this game a lot of people because this is a slow start game so if you do get the game don't quit right away because i wanted to within the first hour i was so convinced i'm like oh, i'm not gonna like this game i'm so disappointed it gets better all right. Uh, so, so yeah, I noticed that most of my friends who had game, the Hob game were either uh, like played it for 30 minutes or played it for 10 hours. Mm. There was nobody like it three hours or anything. You either you either played it for a minute and said, mm, ah, this is a really different kind of game. It was a little buggy early on, so I know they did a lot it of was. fixing for stuff, and there was mostly technical and you're issues. Kinda, but, yeah. And you're kind of screwed now, so if something something buggy happens with something now you're just kind of like well as far as i know they've tweaked it and fixed it and it's all good now but um i don't know what those guys are going to do where they're all going to end up i hope they do more work because they're awesome they're doing some stuff right because some of the guys who came over from uh blizzard diablo came into Torchlight, runic and then yeah it was, found, it was founded runic by entered. yeah it was founded by ex blizzard guys they right. then left and started this other company whose name I can't remember, and that's where I was. I was talking about Rebel Galaxy last week, the yes. space deal. That's those guys. So they've got something new coming up, another space thing. I don't know what it is, but I'm super jazzed because I loved the last one, and uh, I like those guys. So whoever they all are, I hope they keep making video games because I like games and they. Make I, I I agree 100. I I hate that there's not going to be like a Hob two. I I wish somebody could pick it up because i can already tell even though i haven't finished the game yet i can already tell i i the characters are endearing i like the i like the universe yeah but it's just like having your arm ripped off put a new one on there sure it's great yeah. and oh, oh the, some of the coolest parts is upgrades mm. i mean the the upgrades you can do to your arms i came I almost forgot to mention this but uh you 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 have these uh you kind of go along and you'll find these long tubes and you'll go like oh there's a button next to this tube and you, you hit the button and all of a sudden your arm gets sucked in <laughs> And you go ah, and uh, the the hell Hellboy arm will like, like like a breakout. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like uh, when when uh, when you'll see a graphic breakout of the insides of something, the the arm will actually break apart, and new pieces will be put into it. Yeah, yeah those upgrades. Yeah, and it'll up, it'll upgrade, and then it kind of comes back together, and then all of a sudden you can you can zip around behind enemies and go. Whoosh, like yeah. these electric bolts and stuff. I'm really interested in where the story is going, though. But so far, like I said, three hours in, I am no closer to understanding uh, any type of story than I was when I started. Well, that's I've not just good. accepted. Yeah, exploded view. Doesn't seem. Thanks, Houdini Seven. All right. Well, here's uh, another one I tried to check out, and sadly, I had technical problems, and apparently, they're all being addressed. Hello. So, I'll get back to it. I'll briefly mention it, though. Ash of God's Redemption. If you've played the uh, Banner Saga games, Banner Saga 1 and 2, then you've played a similar kind of game. It's uh, this cool animation style of uh, 
of character and combat and and stuff. It looks like um, I don't know what to compare it to. You remember the old, like the old, uh, Ban- not Banksy, uh, uh, Ralph Bakshi. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, yeah, Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, that old like, like 70s. And that kind of yeah, stuff and, and the kind of rotoscope looking animation yeah. and that kind of thing. It's very similar to that. The Banner Saga games. If you played those before, anybody who's listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's totally that style and it's also a turn-based uh strategy game just like that banner saga stuff was this was yet another kickstarter game i believe the original banner saga started that way as well uh i've not been able to get in far enough to tell you what the hell's happening story-wise because i'm having technical problems that crash the game um there have been patches since i played it last so maybe it's all solved now i'm very curious about the world and the characterizations seem super interesting to me. I don't know how the writing is again because I can't get very uh, into it. The reviews are pretty good, so I must, you know, I must be in for some fun here. It's uh, it's very cool. I'm totally into it. In fact, I would watch an animated series of this of this game if they ever made one, because uh, the animated cut sequence stuff is really really cool. It's all. It reminds me of like, well, like I said, it's like those that old style of animation that was less expensive but not not cheap the way that like super friends or something is cheap it's hard to explain but right. whatever it's, that it's look limited, is it's, yeah it's like that limited animation but i i've actually seen uh some of the screenshots and stuff and oh uh, yeah banner saga is very much that it's right? the comparison yeah you'd want to make right. it's very similar to that this is a lot bloodier and like more hardcore i think and i don't know it's super interesting so far uh i'm 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 intrigued and i'm excited to keep playing it i just need tech issues to get fixed so right. that's happening that's very coming. much the 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 color palette very much reminds me of attack on titan yeah it's like that it's yeah. the it's a it's not anime exactly but it feel it has kind of that that quality of of what you'd expect from an anime um and there's a ton of info out about it go watch the, the trailer at the very least or the little intro movie that's really cool to see so I won't spend too much time on that, but Ash of Gods, I'll I'll check that out more next week. So instead, I turn to King, uh, or for the King rather, and Tomb of Annihilation, oh, Tales of Candlekeep. Now you say to yourself, Scott, those are two games. Why are you talking about those? Well, they're both basically D and D experiences. For the King, right. which comes out of early access this week, I've had it forever. The developer gave me a code like a year and a half ago. Uh, it was real rough at the beginning. Uh, that thing's tightened way up now. But basically, it's a it's a very loving homage to the kind of the systems of dun- of Dungeons and Dragons, but in video game form. You're these like polygonal looking dudes. Uh, yeah, you pick which th- you p- put three in your group. Uh, you can play this co op if you want or against other people online, but I just play it solo. And you roll dice for how far you can move, and you roll dice for the actions you're going to take and the abilities you use. And the better dice rolls you get, the more chance you have of hitting people. Uh, it's D and D really yeah and it's and I, good and i like their little i like their little humor about themselves because i'm looking at some of the screenshots and uh they got the 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 abominable yeah and scene yeah um and they got these giant cthulhu looking carrots some it's, it looks like a lot of fun yeah it's like uh let's see i'm gonna show i'll show some video of this to the chat you can see kind of what's going on here it's like um I like the art style. The art it's is really not, it's, it's not, yeah, it's just, it's like low poly count, but, but, uh, you know, on purpose, it's meant to look. It's not like Minecraft low poly 
poly. No, right? no. It's more it's like um, it's like the old Virtua games, except way yeah. better because we live in 2018 now. But <laughs> um, but it's but it's it's intentionally kind of blocky and not, but not in an eight bit blocky blurry right. way. It's it's it just looks. I don't know. It's, I I really like it. I think it's really clean and cool. The overworld is like this, you know land mass and you 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 travel around this land mass and you and you roll the dice and say well how many moves can i make and then you'll have random encounters or caves or dungeons or whatever and when you fight that stuff it zooms into a more personal view of those fights and in those fights you take turns and the enemy takes his turn and then you do your turn and you have abilities usually three you can build upon those you have a tank you have a range like a you know arrow dude and you take like a, a mage with you there's other unlockables, but that's primarily what you go in there with. And it feels like D&D, like straight up, like feels like that's what you're playing. And I liked it. I like, I like it. The, the I like the battle scenes like you were talking about. I like the way they're laid out. I like the uh, the character layout sheets are kind of at the bottom. Mm-hmm. They're kind of uh, like the user interface for that. I, I really dig that. Yeah, it's nice and flat and easy and no, they're not totally doing anything too crazy here. It's all pretty standard stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, but I like it a lot. And um it it borrows from D and D systems, but it also throws a few of its own in there, and you're always getting loot and stuff like that. The only complaint I would have is I kind of prefer these kind of games when there's an overworld, where mm-hmm. all three of us aren't having to move separately in your team. I would, I guess that makes sense if we're playing co-op, but when I'm playing solo, I kind of wish it was representative. Just here's our group, and then if I have an encounter, all three of us are there because if you get too far from each other. You're like, all right, I'll take on these two wolves. They don't look like too much trouble. And then it's just like your archer and the other two guys aren't in there with you. You're like, well, shit, I'm not going to win with just the archer. It's my only complaint. It's not that big a deal, but it's a nifty game and it comes out of uh, early access this week. So I recommend it. Have you, have you played co-op at all? No, not yet, but I'm going to. Bo and John bought it. They want to try it. Um, okay. Uh, trying to think who else. Um uh, Looks interesting. Yeah. How do you spell annihilation? A N N I H. I got this so wrong. <laughs> okay. Tomb of Annihilation. Can the dungeon? Now this is actual licensed Dungeons and Dragons D and D business here. Okay. Business. Yeah. So this is not some, you know, rip off thing or or an homage or whatever. This is actual D and D licensed. It's actually licensed on a board game by the same name, Tales of Candlekeep, Tomb of Annihilation, and uh, it's a party-based D&D thing. Now, I've never played the board game. I've heard good things about it. This is a pretty good representation, apparently, of that. Uh, I haven't heard, you know, ne- haven't heard anything bad about it in terms of its uh, comparison to that to that particular product. And you take your dudes around and. You reveal new areas, almost like big puzzle pieces, and new area opens up, and a guy's there to fight. And you have a movement phase and an action phase, and you each have abilities, and you can roll. You roll dice for the attacks, and uh, like all the stuff you do in D anD D, it's all here. But it's in this really cool, easy to use interface, kind of top down Diablo style. It's not Diablo style in terms of the action, but you know, right. it's turn based D anD D, and you can build your party up to five people. I started with one, and you slowly unlock additional party slots. For some reason, the guy I'm watching play on this video is looking at all the tutorial windows instead of the game. It's driving me freaking crazy. But anyway, it's great. I have man, a lizard you, man. You've been, playing, you've been playing some pretty uh, rich games. Those are things that are you know require a lot of 
focus and uh, concentration and strategy. I don't know about that. I think they are great. Spe- specifically, this one, Tomb of Annihilation, is is great for quick get in, get outs. Actually, right, because hmm. you're you're not. Ha- I mean, you still have to think and whatever, but they're just quests and they're kind of randomized. And it's like, oh, you need to go collect five of these bones, or go in here and save three of these people, or kill eight of these, or or whatever, and you're trying to get gold and upgrades and everything else, and and you can do a session and put it down and go do something else and then come back and play it again. Now, I only have one complaint about this game. I really like it. I think it's awesome and absolutely worth I always the same complaint as this this guy has on the uh, Steam page. Who cares what he thinks? Here's what I I think is a problem. It's, uh, you know, most games have, if if they are installable on Linux, Mac, and Windows. Right or any com- combination of those, usually there's cloud save and syncing right. for right. between them. This, for some reason, and they say they're working on this, so maybe this will change, but right now you can't synchronize cloud. So if you're playing on PC, that's your save there. If you're playing it on a Mac or, or Linux, that's your save there. There is no cloud that's synchronization. Wild. And that bums me out because I would switch between a notebook and a desktop a lot with this right. game. I'd love to take this on the road, but I don't want to not have my saves. So it annoys me. Now, if it's two PCs, no problem. Synchronized, no That's big deal. Odd and I have plenty of other games that synchronize across all the platforms, so I don't understand what the problem is. That's, that's pretty That's pretty standardized for Steam. So they got to be on doing something outside of the standard to break that because that's pretty, that's pretty 101 kind of stuff there. You'd think. Uh, yeah. But... So anyway, it bums me out a little, but that game's great and I love it and uh, cannot recommend, especially of the two, the one I'd recommend the most is the is Tales of Candlekeep, Tomb of Annihilation. Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. All right. Tell me about YS Chronicles. What the hell is that? So, okay. Do you want to hear about the YS Chronicles or do you want to hear about the Angus? I don't know which one do you like more why ask I, I spent i spent more time playing angst angus all right tell me about angus all right so angus is the is the is the beef no i'm just kidding is <laughs> angus is a windows uh mixed reality game uh it's actually i believe it started out on the oculus rift uh and but there is now a free uh windows store version that i believe plays very similar and i gotta say it plays very well uh on my setup um so it is <laughs> it is a space madness game of sorts you start off by being called to space as you put your vr glasses on you start the game you're in this you're out in space where there's nothing around you and slowly bring up the lights and you're kind of standing in this this room with a chair and you know you can look down and you see your little gloved hands you're like and you hear a calling off in the off in the distance by this robot kind of cold sounding voice, and you you look over in the, his direction, and uh, suddenly you can if you stare at that direction long enough, uh, you get a teleport. Mm. So you know it's it's one of those gaze uh, teleports where if you're playing VR, this is one of the oh, ways. Oh yeah, those gaze those gaze really know how to teleport, man. I'll tell you what. Right, G A Z E. Oh so, oh, got uh, it. Okay. Right. So you 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 look at a point on the on in, in the distance and it you know it'll it'll give you a little loading bar and then you pop over to where you're going. So apparently you're a Russian cosmonaut, uh, as the story goes, uh, and you're you're suddenly teleported to this this nineteen fifties like I, I don't know, it's this kind of 
retro, right? It's supposed to be kind of in the future, but it's kind of retro because all the computer components and the AI that you're talking to is kind of maybe kind of like Fallout kind mm. of level stuff where mm. you got this floating uh, CRT kind of monitor floating in the air and he's all old school and everything has got that old brown kind of look to it and everything is real retro. So you show up in your little room upstairs in the uh, in the space station that you're in. You're getting instructions through a radio uh, from this AI. And he tells you first thing, he's like, hey, it's time to get moving, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, cool, cool. So he keeps calling you Valentina. And at first it's like, why does he keep calling me Valentina? I don't get it. Am I Valentina? And apparently that's the first woman in space. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Valentina, first woman in space. No idea. Is that for Russian. real? Russian. Valentina. She is Russian. First woman in space. And so you're aboard the ship in the company of Constantine, who is your Constantine? AI. Are you sure it isn't Constantine? Con- no, no, no. I want to go with Constantine. <laughs> Constantine. I can't say it. Oh, my God. I can't say it no matter how I try. Con. Constantine, but that doesn't look right. Okay. Anyway, it's not like Constantine, like you would expect to see from uh, uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, anyway, so this dude, this 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 AI is very cold, and and he kind of keeps he keeps giving you instructions to do stuff because you basically can't do much else than what he tells you to do. Mm-hmm. So he tells you to go to the to the lab first thing when you show up, and you get there, and you go down to the lab, and he goes, "Okay, it's time to take some tests." And he's like, "You're like, okay." So he sits you in this chair, and there's straps around your arms. You're like, "This isn't right." And so then he starts uh, running this like newsreel looking uh, film footage and it, he starts giving you all these questions about uh, about why you're there and what you what you think about this. And do you prefer uh, this picture of a rutabaga or do you prefer this picture of a pipe wrench? And you're like, I don't know. So you just kind of start picking random stuff. Why is he why is he doing subtitles? Weird, Does he talk to you? Weird, How can he subtitling? Who the guy? The Why ro- is he subtitled? The robot, your little robot guy, is everything he says. All the dialogue in this game looks like it's subtitled. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it's because that's because everything in, on the screen is in Russian. Uh, his vocals oh. are English. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this is a I think an Austrian. Company? No, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting confused. This is uh, where are these guys from? This is Black River Studio. So they're from Brazil. Oh. So yeah, well, they know. only have Black real, Rivers in real, Brazil. Real yeah. Russian speaking. Brazil. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so you get in this game. So, okay. So basically the, 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 the gist of the game is he keeps giving you orders and they're all very simple things, but it's very own rails and you can't, you can't really break out of, of what he's telling you to do until you can. And I was just about to turn this game off. Cause like this game is stupid. It's just telling me to do stuff and I'm doing exactly what it says. It says, go to the hydroponic room mm-hmm. and you know, cut off leaves on the hyd- in the hydroponic room to, you know it's like ah, this is so stupid it's just dumb but then it turned dark you know i like a game when it turns dark yeah you're a big fan and so yeah i'm a big fan of that so you slowly start to lose your mind mm. and you start having blackouts and your psychological tests you have to take every day uh they start getting a little bit weirder and you start losing days and you'll you'll show up in certain areas and Constance the team, yes, what's it? He'll be all he'll somebody's gonna beat him up, and you're like, Oh my god, I have a wrench in my hand. You realize it was you, and uh, so there's like there's these things that are going on that you can't quite understand. And by the time I got through with the game, 
the ending was really weird. I don't want to give it away. Yeah, well, I wouldn't but give it away. Yeah, in case somebody you, plays this if, thing. If you have Windows Mixed Reality or Oculus or any other kind of VR headset, uh, this is a good hour game. It's short. Uh, according to what I've read afterwards, there's multiple endings, and all of them are kind of weird. And okay. the, the ending I got was so weird, and I kind of want to share it. I want to share it so bad. I'm like, oh, I want to tell everybody, but, you know, if you are out there, people are asking me all the time, they hear that I play VR, and I, I kind of enjoyed this game. It's, it's real slow, though. Mm. It's real slow. In the first, in the first 20 minutes, you're going to want to quit. You're like, I'm not doing anything. This is dumb. I'm doing exactly what this dude tells me. I'm not doing anything. You can't do anything else. It won't let you. Yeah, I don't always like that. I, like, I don't either, yeah. but it actually it actually plays to the game because by the time you get about 20, 20 minutes in, you start kind of you don't care that he won't let you do anything. You start trying to do stuff anyway. Yeah. And suddenly he kind of starts taking notice yeah. that you're doing these things that you're like, if he tells you to go down this hall and you take a little turn to the right, he'll say, <laughs> Where are you going, Valentina? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, and so it, it starts getting creepy. It's a good buildup. It's a good buildup. All right. Let me game. ask you this question about, uh, uh, was it? Oh, someone in the chat wanted to know if you played Prey. Uh, this was Cat, Cat, Cat Tube, Cataloo Tube, Cataloo Tube. Cataloo. Uh, I, I, I played Prey for half a minute and kept saying I would come back to it. I definitely know that it's a game because Bethesda, that's my company. I love me some Bethesda. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it is on my, it is on my, I got to get back. You to know, it. they're just owned by a giant mega Chinese corporation now, you know, they're not, I don't care. they're not like some the cool game, indie uh, freaking Texas company anymore. They're like I, Zenimax I, run by a thousand I, androids or I don't know what they are. I know, but still I have a love <laughs> and you can't take that from me. Uh, I was really funny. I have, I fun, like, I have fun memories. That guy stabbed me in the face 50 times with a knife. I don't care. I still like it. I don't care. Still, he's still, you know, I'll still wear his shirt. Yeah, like it's it. fine. Yeah, uh, fi final note here about uh, games that we are playing and, and slash will play. So a lot of people are like, Scott, how come you aren't playing uh, just Far Cry 5? That's lame. You should play that. And my thinking was, look, I'm going to hang on to my fifty nine ninety nine <laughs> because <laughs> next week, this week now, tomorrow, right? the new God of War hits. And, oh, was that already? And of course I'm playing that. Are you kidding me? The reviews, have you seen the reviews? They are like unanimous, like 10 scores from everybody. It's ridiculous. I'm, I've been hiding from it. I've been trying to know as little as possible. Let me tell you what's going why. on with that game. Right now, sitting at, uh, you know, take what you want from Metacritic, sitting at a, at a rare 95 score Wow. on uh, Metacritic from all reviewers, uh, hundreds, tens, wherever, however these people rate it, people are rating them that way. I talked to somebody who's played the game top to finish, who I trust. I'm not going to use names here because I'm not supposed to say that I knew he played it. But he says it is the best game he has played in a couple of years. And that says a lot. Right. So I'm so beyond excited. Oh, yeah. Jeff Kanata freaking out, too. He's he's cannot stop talking about God of War. Uh, and I'm very excited to play it. It sounds like they have really outdone themselves, and I am picking that damn thing up. Gotta, I got to preload it tonight because, as we all know, PSN is slower than molasses running uphill on a winter day. Oh, my gosh, especially when a game like this releases. Yeah. It is just insane. And I'm downloading. I'm not, I'm not doing the disc thing. I know there were discounts if I did the 
whatever, but I'm not going to worry about it. So, I, so that's I, the game I saved my money for. That game I'm going to talk about next week. Uh, come hell or high water, God of War will be back in my life. Kratos will be back in my life, cradling me with his Kratos-like cradleism. I just, mm. oh man, I, I, you know, I kind of dread. Mm. I kind of dread it because I know SLL play for a while. I don't want to be the only thing I play. I'm enjoying so many indie games right now, but I do know that I am a sucker for a good God of War. So. Yeah, no, dude. And it sounds like they've just taken this to a whole new place. And I'm so excited. Right. Uh, also, but I played, I, I did play Farm Together a bunch, just so you know. I got, <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I'm, I got, I'm I, so, <laughs> wait, tell me about it. No, I'm just kidding. I, bu- I bought a whole new chunk of land. Um, yeah. I got, uh, I got some, uh, I got a honey stand and I got a pancake jam stand. So whenever I, uh, get a bunch of fruit or enough fruit, I can sell this jam and get more metals, which means good things because metals are hard to come by. So I'm earning way more metals now. It's awesome. I love that game. Continue to just think it's a great little farming simulator that's made for the rest of us while the rest, some people are playing those crazy farming sims, not by, I'm not interested this is a cartoony bobbly head dude running around planting shit, and it's great. Oh, and I got rabbits. I got a ton of rabbits. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, we're going to so, play oh, a quick oh, game. Oh, I, I did yeah. want to say just one little quick thing. I, I picked up, uh, is it looks like Wise Chronicles, but if you've ever played the Wise, you know that the JRPG crew is going to bust up in here and tell you it's not Wise. It's mm. not Y. Little S is ease or something like what is it is it ease is that right i'm gonna get beat up i have no idea what you're even talking about but it's wise chronicle you never you ever seen the old game it's been around oh the series has been around forever ringing a bell but, to uh, me. this this past week uh it's a jrpg uh this past week they uh had 99 cent sale on the chronicles which is kind of like a, a re a remastering yeah of uh parts one and two and uh so i, I picked that up and it is, it is, uh, Ooh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, painful, painful. for me. Okay. But I know that some people love those. And, uh, if it, it was, it was a good deal and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to go back in again. We'll see. Okay. We'll see if my stomach can handle it. We'll see if it can take it. Ease. I think, I think it's called ease or something like that. Sure. Ease. Why not? Why not? Indeed. Yeah. All right. Here's a quick theme. That was loud. Uh, we <laughs> We're going to do a quick game of Guess This Game. Uh, welcome to Guess This Game, everybody. It's a game we just started playing <laughs> where we play audio from a game and see if each other can guess what it is. Neither of us have any previous knowledge as to what each other's bringing. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna play mine first. You tell me if you know what this is. Are you ready? Go. Here we go. See if you can guess. Ooh. Almost sounds like guess music, doesn't it? Okay, here's some of the fighting, the actual gameplay. <laughs> Any ideas? Is it from a Neo Geo era kind of game? Era, yes. Uh, not from the Neo Geo, though. Wow, that sounded so much like a Neo Geo type, type of sound yeah. effect. Uh. Wow, I don't know it, man. That that sounds so familiar. You'd hear it. You uh, would hear it, and go, "Oh, we got a we got a winner in the chat room." Mewcow is one hundred percent correct. Mewcow, congratulations, RoboCop from the arcade. Oh, is it RoboCop? Dang it! Nineteen eighty-eight, and it was uh, made by Data East. Uh, a long story why I know them very well. Anyway, Titus Interactive, 
bunch of other people was brought here to the U.S. And uh, it's uh, it's not very good. It's a kind of a crappy game. But I have a lot of fond memories about it being in arcades and me pl- rolling up on it and putting a quarter in and playing. I like that you rolled up on it. Yeah. Hey, Robocop. Rolling on up. And so, he, he had his so gun. You're playing his... this on your are you playing machine or something? No, I just was hunting around for something you'd have a hard time here. Something cool. Yeah, these oh, games well. don't these guest games don't have to be ones we're playing right now. They're just, you know. Oh, fun. that's too bad because I really struggled hard with this week's. Yeah. The one I picked. All right. Well, let's play it and see if I can guess. Here goes. I'm gonna Good play luck. it now. Here you go. No idea what this is. Now it's it's in the vein of those that that uh I, there was I could have swore you said you used to play this. It is called. Oh, is it a racing game of some sort? It kind of sounds like one, doesn't it? There are some racing elements to it. It is called Action Hank. Oh, I've heard of Action Hank. I've never played yeah. Action Hank. I, there was some action game that you used to play on the PlayStation, and I thought it was like in the same vein as that. Is it, oh, what is that stupid game? I remember you and both Nicole were playing it, and y'all were all talking it up, and I'm like, I don't have it. And That might have been Nicole. I don't remember this. This maybe is it was, unfamiliar to this me. This is a run, jump, and butt slide into glorious toy-filled world of action, Hank. I, I got this. Did I get this off the Humble Bundle? I can't remember. I think I did. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's a silly looking. His smile is way like, too into his face. Yeah. How old is this it game? We're like, talking like, uh, what, 360 era or what? Two, 2015. So, oh, okay. You know, not that, yeah, still this generation. All right. It's really crappy looking. It it really <laughs> is, but I'm, I'm hoping that was on purpose. It looks like it's got a little bit of track building, track mania kind of uh, thing to it, which I hope to play on the PlayStation 4, by the way, the track mania thing. Mm-hmm. So... I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping that it'll be so dumb looking that it'll be great. Like <laughs> this little action Hank guy. I don't like him at all. He's he's kind of terrible with his big gut and his dumb face. Yeah. <laughs> he makes all those noises. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right. Well done. I uh, I went very classic and old. Brian went uh, newer and uh, more uh, con- uh, current. I guess. I I will next week. I will uh, I will go with the spirit of guess what this game is instead of guess the game I'm playing. Yeah. Is this also on phones? It has a very phone interface, like the controls. I don't. I it, it looks like it might. It could be, but I, I it looks like the building part could be very complex. I don't know if you could fit something like that on. Uh, hmm. Yet. On yeah. Yet. Yet. Give it time. Yet. Give it time, man. We get this stuff. We're going to work all this out. One day, Action Hank on phones. You heard it here first. It's coming. Uh, all right. We have one news story today. So here's this. Not that there's only one news story, but this is how we're doing it now. We talk about a bunch of games because that's fun and we like interacting with each other. That's the focus of the show. It always has been. Y'all can go find the news anywhere. We're just going to pick the one that just kind of tweaked our wieners. All right. And here's one that did. Captain Kipper found this and put it in our Reddit over at boop.reddit.com. Game collector found drugs hidden in his NES cartridges. That's right. Julian Turner, a collector of retro video games, went to a market earlier this month and bought some old NES games. When he got home, he discovered that he got more than he paid for. Two of the cartridges were packed with illegal drugs. 
Heroin. You ever heard the phrase blow on the cartridge? Now it's blow <laughs> in the cartridge. Did you come up with that? Uh, probably not, but I feel like I, I mean, I, I did, but I'll bet a thousand people have told that joke. Uh, the two games in question were roller games and golf. Uh, alarm bells started ringing when Julian realized that the copy of roller games was a PAL. That is to say European or Australian version, which is something you'd see, uh, you something you wouldn't see every day at a flea market in Georgia. After then noticing the cartridges felt heavier in the hand, uh, he went and opened that thing, or weighed him first, noticed they were 50% heavier on a scale than they should have been. He unscrewed it, and as he, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the side of this, and I'll show you this picture here so you can see it, but the actual NES cartridges were nothing. Like, it's just a little bit of circuitry. Like, it's just nothing down there. That all, little all bit. The, yeah, the, all the guts was mostly down at the bottom. Yeah, this right? stuff up here, all air, nothing. Yeah. Like, it was just ridiculous. But down perfect, there, that... Perfect it, place to hide your, your heroin. Yeah, and if you look at that image, it's basically um, like a, a ram. It's like a ram stick is how big it is. Uh, but in there was some cocaine. And it looks like money. Right, well, that's actually an older. So the article is talking about uh, in reference to what tipped off Julian. By the way, Julian Turner, you should you should follow his YouTube channel. He's a freak. I love him. He is he is so into collecting retro equipment and games, and he is like obsessive with you know repairing old games and seeing what's on the inside and making them work and just. He's, hmm. he's, a, he's a wild man. He's All a wild right. man. So I'm not so I'm I'm not surprised that when he was at the jockey lot and he's the kind of person that would pick it up and go, well, this cartridge is heavier. We must take it home and see mm -hmm. what's inside. Yep. Can totally see that. Um, he does not know what the actual drugs are. I say cocaine just because I think it probably is. But right. he... if you watch the if you watch the video, he says that uh people said from the look of it because he, he videotaped the whole thing and he cut open the wrapper and show people what it was people were saying it was it was heroin i've never seen it but that's possible it, it looks like little <clears throat> little hard packs of heroin right somehow he has three arms i don't know how this is working but there <laughs> must his, be two people that's a good there. buddy who 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 are just <laughs> it looks riots. like there's two it looks like one guy with three arms in there oh my gosh that's look at these happens. little packets of drugs yeah. Give those to the cops. What if they're just, uh, what if it's just they're those vacuum sealed? What if those little mint patties? What are those called? Peppermint patties? What, what if it's that? No, they actually, he, he shows all, all the way through in the video. He shows even after the, he couldn't show the cops, but he showed that the cops did come and they picked up the, the drugs and they, you know, they, they did all their little tests and stuff. They haven't come back to what was in it yet, but they've already picked it up and everything. Yeah, I'm really curious about this. I want to see what they are yeah. and see how it went. I'd like but... to follow up on that. Yeah, he films the cops coming in and everything. Look at this. Yeah. There he comes, walking in. Newman PD officer Jay Krause. Come up to this guy on his desk here, or on his thing. Boy, he's he's played a lot of video games. He's all hunched over. You can see it. <laughs> anyway, that's fantastic. Nice find. So Jay. I got to go. I got to go bust open my... Uh... Old cartridges, real quick. Right back. You gonna grab what? Oh, because you got drugs in there. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I get you. I get oh, and so in a related story, there's been a stories a long time ago, which I had never seen, where people have found drugs in the past and huge sums of money. Uh, like there was some kind of at some point in time, some type of a drug exchange that was going on between the U.S. and Europe. That's crazy. Uh, specifically in Nintendo cartridges. That's pretty crazy. I'm looking forward to that documentary. Almost as crazy as this.
Time for an email from Vastidious, a.k.a. Steve, from the Legend of the Innkeeper podcast. He wrote in and says, Okay, I'm almost finished with episode 169, and I heard all about Scott's love of cooking games, and I'm very similar. I also love these games. I like Build a Lot. It's a game on Steam. Never heard of it. And have played and completed almost every single one. However, Scott, I am about to ruin your life with a suggestion. Hopefully you haven't already talked about this. I picked up the new early access game PC Building Simulator on Steam. This is for real, by the way. Um, And I've seen it. Haven't played it, but I've seen it. It's basically a game that lets you build computers virtually. And turn them on, make sure they work. Oh, there's music to that. I'm going to turn that down. Uh, But here's the Steam page chat. You can take a look at it. Uh, You literally buy your parts in a fake interface. Uh, They show up. You build a dream PC, you put it on a desk, you're shoving in hard drives and putting in the motherboard and popping in your RAM and making sure your cooling system's working and tweaking it out. And I have heard that people really like this, like really, really like it. And it's actually got branded stuff like Corsair memory and a super cooler RAM or uh, cooling systems and all that kind of stuff. You repair, you run your own PC workshop. It sounds like work to me. So exactly what I was thinking. You have to do RMAs. I kind probably. I mean, oh god! Look at this: MSI, Gigabyte, uh, EVGA, Corsair, Master Cooler, Arctic, AMD. Like they're, this is insane. <laughs> anyway, it's a little overpriced for me. Twenty bucks seems like a lot for me to do a thing that I actually kind of don't like doing in real life anymore. Like building right. PCs now makes me tired and, and grumpy. So I don't think this is a game <laughs> I'm going to get. But I totally get why he likes it. And uh, we'll we'll go ahead and let people know about it. It is here. cool looking. Yeah, it's wow, PC. It just came out too on the twenty seventh of last month. PC building simulator out now in early access, but it looks pretty polished. I've uh, the reviews are strong. People like it. And he says that game has scratched that itch in a crazy new super way. You wouldn't think you would enjoy a game like this, but filling orders for PCs is so much fun. Maybe I have to check it. I don't know. Someone's gonna have to. I need I, other yeah. people to convince me. So we got Steve. He's voted. Then we should try it. Somebody else wants me to try this thing. You need to. I might have to try it as well. Because I'll tell know. you, in a time when uh, cryptocurrency has ruined our abilities to order good video cards, I mean, you might have to live that out in fantasy land. Yeah. Right? I mean, how else are you going to do it? I, I, I agree. Why not now? If not now, when? If not who, what? Uh, that's it for emails. If you want to send in your own email, you can. Boopshow at gmail.com. That's B O O P show at gmail.com. We are more than 50% done, or not done, uh, for our first goal of the Kickstarter. Uh, that's crazy. We just put the thing up. So I'm very happy that it's going as quickly as it is. Uh, if you want to get in on this, uh, playing cards, custom art from me, and then a whole bunch of unlocks that have to be exciting, including there may even be a card where Brian Dunaway is one of the jacks or jokers. or something. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a crazy idea. It's crazy. It's going to happen and it's happening now. So head on over, check it out. That's at frogpants.com slash cards on the NES cards, and it'll take you straight to the Kickstarter. Uh, or you can f- find it on the Kickstarter just by searching for my name. Uh, anyway, go check that out. If you have not already done so, you might find that you like it. Frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P <laughs> is our website. Uh, boopshow@gmail.com, as I mentioned, is our email address. And don't forget, you can find the show on Twitter at Boopshow. You can find Brian at the Brian Dunaway. You can find me at Scott Johnson. Bye. Support the show by buying stuff on the Frogpants store or going to frogpants.com slash store or going to patreon.com slash frogpants. That's another great way to do it. 
I think it's going to do it. Brian, you got anything else? Anything else you want to say? You good? Well, I, I'm hoping to play some Action Hink this next week. And I was trying to figure out what else I should play. Uh, I, I can't figure out if I want to go with something kind of dark or if I want to go with something, you know, kind of offset the Action Hink. Sure. You play Action Hank. I'll play God of War with Kratos. Oh, I hate you. Kratos Wilson is his full name. Very excited about it. That's next week right here on The Boop Show. Come on back and listen to us. Thank you all for listening. And have a great week. Have a great day. We'll see you later. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.